I am unashamed. What about you? So I wanted to say, to say there's a lot of people that I get emails and notes. Uh, I don't know, the last couple of podcasts ago, I was mentioning all our ailments. Uh, so, I, so I've been getting a lot of notes from our listeners and viewers, um, you know, asking about our health, mainly me and dad. I guess, Jace, you were... I'm you, feeling pretty you're good. You're in pretty good shape. These days. I'm in my prime. So look, shingles are gone. I told you I had shingles last time. Basically yeah. treated it with steroids, you know, which by the way, I mean, I know steroids are kind of like a negative because I guess people abuse them and I know sports is a big deal, but... I'm like at 55 steroids are a good thing. I mean, you talk about help you get better. Like, I mean, my head was on fire and I, and I started taking steroids and that was the end of that. It just stopped. And then they, you know, heal up on their own. I'm, I like, a, I'm a steroid guy. I like, I love arguing with Cy about it, you know, cause he's like, Hey, them steroids, they don't help you hit a baseball. You know, it's like Cy. It's it's a proven fact. It makes you stronger. You hit a ball further. He's like, no, <laughs> it does not affect. It's a really good argument. Do yourself a favor. Well, and obviously, I, I'm assuming that the biggest thing about steroids is because they they help you heal faster. So yeah. these guys that are athletes and they, I mean, you're, they tear their bodies down, you know, on a consistent basis to build it up and make it bigger. But some of those guys, so I guess, the, the steroids the, are helping them do that, which gives them an advantage. That, in the that steroids heyday, though, these guys they just blew up. I'm like, remember the year when McGuire and Bonds oh, yeah. were hitting all the home runs? I'm like, they look bigger. Well, guess what? They're hitting the ball further. I mean, it just seemed like, you know, I know, I guess they both denied it or whatever. I don't when when you, you have to understand, when you get my age uh, on tearing the body down, uh, I, I make a quick reach. First, I get out the evening. Well, yeah, this was the other thing we talked about. Where they come along, and I'm coming along in a heavy plate that's covering a 48 inch pipe water pressing against it i lift that plate and it's all i can do i didn't have any help that day and i'm got i'm on that come along and it was very strenuous to get that plate finally raised and the water started out well the next morning my gun was up on propped up on the shooting porch and it slips it slips but you have to watch your weapon i made a quick left to right movement to catch that gun falling when i did i tore literally tore you know yeah it's a bicep meaning there's two biceps muscles tied right right above your elbow to your shoulder right well i ripped one of those out <laughs> yeah we saw yeah, we, yeah you showed it to everybody yeah. I've, uh, well i've uh, had trouble getting that image out of my yeah, head the update, as have others the update on that is we had a few, you know, we took some videos of it and we sent it to some guys, some some shoulder, hand, and arm specialists. And he basically, he basically, he basically said, we can tie that back together, but you need to do that quickly if you want to do that. We can surgically tie that muscle back. Which is what we were telling you. Probably. So did, and, are you going to do Or, that? he said... Do you uh, are you feeling any ill effects, and are you still able to raise your gun and fire it at a duck? So I thought, no problem. I'm I'm rocking on like it never happened. You're just going with it. You're just going. With I just looked down at it now. I said, boy, what a muscle on that left hand side, <laughs> kind of ball up a little bit. But you say, so what are you going to do? I'm going to do absolutely nothing <laughs> while I'm Shut there. Up. You say, take the steroids. 
you say, are you in any in taking any pill capsule? Look here, zero. I take no capsule. So I'm 73. I'm taking no capsules to do whatever they say it's going to do or won't do or will do. I think that's commendable. Hey, go for it. Hey, you've always had. I have no regimen of medicine on none whatsoever. You know, I tore my bicep. Somebody says, "Okay, what? The world didn't end. It all got. It looked." It looked rough. You know, it turned blue, green. I mean, it was some strange-looking colors. Move locations. What's amazing to me is that you could do that by just reaching. No, but he said it, though. He strained it, I bet, the day before. I think that's what kicked it off. You strained it the day before, and you had it set up to tear. That's what happened. But it means, bye, now I have what, uno, whatever. I have one left, but but you say, is it good? Unicept. 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 So I, I got one left. So I'm here with a cataract on one of my eyes. They're gonna knock. They're gonna take that out in the next about a week. I said, "Get that cataract out. Can I see better if you'll do that?" They said, "Oh, you'll see way better." I'm like, "Take that out." So here I am, a one-eyed at the top of current time, and one-armed man still standing firm with the young bucks like Jason the duck blind. Still, you there. actually shot pretty well today for one eye, hey, one arm, and one, one arm, arm and one, one eye. eye. I mean, you know. There was a gadwall that came boom. in there early this morning, and it was ba-boom. It was hard to see him, and he just spiraling away. I thought, well, he's gone. And then OPR there, boom. Brought him down. One arm, one eye, got up, <laughs> boom. And I, I didn't say a word. He just folded about well, 80. I knew he shot him. Then I waited for Cy to say, well, boys, but Cy said, I never saw him. So I thought, well, he's out. <laughs> Well, so anyway, the point is, uh, thanks to all you that are concerned about me and Dad, apparently I went the route of treatment Dad's going to forego. You can function without pills. I have proven it. I think that's a noble thing, especially in our country. Still alive. Still alive. That's right. And and one arm, I guess now. So hopefully the Almighty will grow it back. Duck season is a grind. We're down to one week. We're down to the last week. So that's my hands are cracking open and that kind of stuff. But overall, it's been, you know, fairly bland for me as far as injuries. Yeah, usually by this stage, you've got something. I did the other day, we had a brush issue. And so I would have to, in order to shoot, I would have to kind of contort like a uh, one of the, one of these xylophones kind of weave your way through the thicket. I would shoot like from a squatted position and it was. You know, it was just hammering my back. <laughs> it was just, that's all I could do. It's hard to shoot, like, when you're trying to compress yourself. No, duck, that's not duck good. Duck hunting every day, it's, 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 it's mm-hmm. quite taxing on the on the body. And the older you yeah. get. And and we, I have to say, we do it, I mean, the setup that, that mostly Dad, but then also Jace and Jay have, have for us is we do it about as well as you can do it. I mean, when we were younger – we had to walk miles and oh, i mean there yeah. were a lot it was a well, lot harder wait a minute. i'm you know? still walking my they you know i because look if the boat has to be hidden yeah. or we have to park the machines or what I, the side and field they hadn't walked in years the you know? young we're, bucks the young bucks are their decoy technicians we call them where they feel better about their work i mean i probably walk at least a mile to two miles per day just yep chasing ducks down or Through scouting or, when stone he got and, himself in such oh, good yeah. shape he's circling the property every day well, you see know, early check. in the year he was ragging me a little bit because we'd walk a mile because we usually have two boats 
And when we got back to the blind, I was doing a little huffing and puffing. Not that I was like, oh, I'm tired. But, you know, I'm like, you're 50 years old. And, of course, he's, you know, Mr. Boxer now. And uh, so he's not huffing and puffing. But I noticed, like, today, because, you know, in everything, it turns into a competition. You know, we're both walking back. I was walking as fast as I could in water and mud, and so was he. And we, we were going at the same pace. And when we got to the blind, I'm just like I am right now. And he was too. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm in better shape than you. He he made some comment. I was like, I'm not huffing and puffing. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, but I was faster. I was like, no, you wasn't faster. I, we arrived at the same time. But, you know, I could tell he's just in the habit of everybody he has any kind of competition See, 20, with. 20, and, 25 years ago, I was 50. Well, I was the one doing yeah, yeah. all the walking around China. Sure. But, but you know, now you, you get on up in there about 70-something. You're like, okay, boys. So now you just brag on them when they're competing as to how fast they can get back. They're That's, good retrievers. Yep. Mm-hmm. They have something that a dog does not have. That is a shotgun in yeah, their hand. Yeah. So if the cripple gets away, they can boom, shoot him. A yeah. dog can't do that. Right. So I'd rather have a, a younger man retrieving than a dog they're well, better because you can say hey over on your right they mind a lot better <laughs> go right. your left and they'll go left yeah a dog <laughs> tell your dog he'll whimper yeah. whine, they, i was been saying they don't whimper as much either which is kind no, of they nice don't. so so just since we're at the end of duck season i just i want to culminate sort of what we you know the whole start of the season it was blue versus uh bit was it biggin Everybody has trouble pronouncing my dog's name. Just Biggin. 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 So uh, a lot of people ask, you know, we have our unashamed coffee mugs here. And so I have some people asking from time to time, what what coffee do you put in that? We like coffee and we like it super strong, Mm -hmm. super dark. Uh, Most people do not like the coffee the three of us drink. It's not, you know. Well, we put a lot of grounds. A lot of grounds. And little water right and i'm saying people drink brown water we drink black water therefore black rifle almost inky huh yeah i like my coffee kind of inky like a stain in the sides well when somebody says boy that coffee's like motor oil i'm like yes yeah that's what that's what we're going for but you don't have to put as many grounds in it if you want to be you know yuppified the (laughs) coffee has a good flavor i love it always say you know people are like how do you get up so early and have that energy i'm like the holy spirit yeah and good strong black rifle coffee there you go so black rifle black rifle by the way is what we're drinking in our cups here that you see and what i love about these guys you can tell when you look at their packaging i mean these guys are all veterans uh, ex-military and i mean they bring it you got your ak see dad you see that Oh yeah, the AK. We get it. When you call coffee AK, that's something you makes me want to drink. That is the way to sell good coffee. That's exactly right. So our favorite one that we like so far, and we're trying different ones, is Murdered Out, which we found out is a dark windshield from Willie. I didn't even know what that means. It's espresso with a kick. It's got a kick. It's got a bang. Uh, What's the one we drank today? I think we drank the espresso. No, it was something different. You remember? Uh, Don't worry about it. That's okay. So, so we love our Black Rifle coffee. Uh, you see here's a box. These are, you know, you can join basically their coffee club, and so they're going to send you products, uh, and then you can kind of figure out what you like, what you want to try. They'll send it to you every month. We love it. They're great guys. 
They're defenders of America and truth. You I mean, you. you couldn't hook up with a better group than That's the Black Enough Record. said right there. That, I mean, just that alone. And, and But their coffee is amazing as well. So, uh, anyway, we want you to go to blackriflecoffee.com. Blackriflecoffee.com. You can check out, see what you want to do, join the coffee club, or just order some great coffee. Yeah. Slash Phil. Phil's going to be your, your guide to saving some money. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Phil. You enter a discount code, Phil, and you receive 20% off your first order of any of the products that you get, and that includes the coffee club. So we want you guys to check it out. You're supporting veterans. You get great coffee. It's a win-win. B-I-G-N. Uh, Biggin made the cut. He's, he's pretty so yeah, so let the was, audience I was, know. I'll, I want to know because it was sort of like a competition when we first started talking about this. I was shocked. Phil, I mean, Phil could say because I, you know, I'm biased. Yeah. How many days did Big and hunt? He's hunted. I would say probably ten to twelve yeah. days, and we still have a few days left. So I'll probably take him tomorrow. Today I left my front seat, my front seat, my front door open because I was getting stuff in. And so when I got in my truck, you know, something scared me. And my dog had jumped. I had actually forgot about it. I let him out, you know, do his business. And he had jumped in my front seat while I had my back turned. And, Ready to go. And was behind my seat just being real quiet and still. <laughs> he was basically trying to hide. So it, it told me he, was, he wanted to he go. He wanted to go. That's good. So He was, uh, was going to stow away to but Our deal is both of our dogs are really high-powered. Phil's makes more racket than mine he whines more mm-hmm. but he's a little better as well, far as chasing older, more experience, he's right? older more experienced but my dog you know what he's in the same line he whimpers some and i mean we're trying to do things to combat it but they're just so filled with fire yeah that once he got a taste of it he is he doesn't want to sit there and wait he's like just, high strung so is okay, this- I'm going to tell you a story. This happened a couple of days ago. I take him fishing because I'm trying to get him to sit there while I fish at Willie's Pond secretly. And yeah, don't tell I, Willie. I'm catching <clears throat> Willie's crappie, and I try to make the dog sit there. And, of course, he wants to retrieve the fish. And yeah. But I'm trying to teach him, no, nope, sometimes in life you got to sit there and shut up and watch me fish. And so that's what I do. But the other day we're sitting there, and I'm – catching fish and all of a sudden he just tears off run i'm saying here no just run he goes halfway down the pond jumps in goes out there i'm like this dog has gone crazy when he comes back he had a tennis ball that had been out there for years it wasn't like a bright yellow tennis ball he brought that tennis ball and set it down and sat down i thought what do you do there? <laughs> I was like, you were so proud. He thought he was supposed to do it. So yeah. I was like, good job, buddy. <laughs> so then I made him sit there. I catch a couple more fish. Look, bump. Here he goes again. Takes off. Goes to the other end of the pond. He come back and he had an old, like, yellow uh, kind of Nerf ball. And I'm like, this dog is sitting there. I mean, that pond, the big pond. Yeah, it's huge. And he 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 thinks his role is to get any ball. <laughs> just <laughs> bring something. Just bring something back. I just thought I'd share that. I, I don't know what it means, but I couldn't get on to him because I thought he's he's saying if you'll just. So now I realize why he's whining is because when we have those decoys out there, I think it's he's thinking, let me out. I see him. 
Let me go get them. I don't think he's made the distinction well, between your, those decoys are not real. Yeah, using your terminology, Biggin has not yet learned, you know, that that he's not carrying himself a full stringer of fish. <laughs> he's a few fish shy of a stringer. What does that mean? <laughs> Like your dog, your dog. If if your dog had dog the ability, go out and bring me back, you know, tennis balls. No, your dog Never. howls when we bought a duck call. That is not normal. No, it's not. Because look, it, it, Phil's dog wants to get involved, so we'll go can 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 can. Well, then all of a sudden, I'm like, he's saying turn and dog language. Turn me loose. I am ready to get it, but there's no ducks there. But I'm looking around like this is defeating the purpose. We're calling. And the other day when I was away from the blind, I was doing something. I could barely hear Phil and Jay calling, but I could hear that dog. Oh, coming across the water. I do appreciate Dad keeping his insult of your dog in the context of the fishing. That was pretty good. That was good. I just think it's weird that everybody thinks their dog is the best. That's right. That's right. It's a dilemma. It's because it's your dog. And then duck calling, you know what? Everybody thinks they're the best. So Dan's not the best. Too high strong. Dan sent me a video of Son of Blue, because he sired some puppies, uh, with Gimber, our cousin's dog, and it looked like a mini blue like he's mini blue. He's, he's whimpering and whining i was oh. like oh my goodness it's just gone to the next generation my question. like father like son he's, he's <laughs> you have blue why would it occur to you to try that again because i thought if we had a little quiet female you would cut that gene pool a little bit with the quiet female still have blue. high strong but maybe take out the appreciate that's what i was thinking you may need a few but, more but generations that didn't work no it didn't work yep too strong his offspring is like he is maybe make a nice <laughs> yard dog for someone that's right <laughs> we'll see we'll, we'll give him a try so anyway i thought we'd update you on that uh since we're at the end of the season uh a lot of you have asked about it so now you know so we've been talking uh about the book of john i'm hoping you guys are reading along with us and checking it out. Of course, you can read slow because, you know, we go slow where there's so much good stuff to talk about. I mean, John, look, is literally. Oh, it's you just, could go verse by verse and spend days. I mean, any book that ends saying if we wrote about everything, there would not be enough books in the world to contain what happened. I recommend to every person I've ever converted when they say, where do I start? I said, start with the book of John. You Me read too. that. Because it tells yeah. you who Jesus is. Right. I yeah. said, read the book of John. Then I, and I usually say, then the book of Acts. What was the message? And how did they respond to it? Read John and the book of Acts. A lot of people that uh, Bible, you know, mission groups that they can't do the whole Bible to get into, in the old days, especially illegal yep. places for the Bible. You could only get something small in. They would do the book of John. So uh, I, I recently, Jace, you were there. One of my uh, the sermons at the church I was making fun of myself being a middle-aged man, as well as Mike, our other uh, preacher at the church, and uh, Trent, our guy that's leaving, young, you know, bowed up, you know, workout fiend, CrossFit, you know, he's into yeah. it. So I said, I made the comment that the vest – was a great gift to the middle-aged man when you got a little pudgy like me. I didn't really the, understand your point on that. You didn't get it? I didn't get it. It's it's a cover. It's, it's like a man girdle. It takes but it off. we know what's under there. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. People yeah. that don't know you don't know what's under there. So it's just, just a way to... get the impression. What they is could. it, Al? Like <laughs> when you wear a vest, if you have a midsection, he's saying this makes you... 
It hides it. Scary. It's a hide. No, it's just it's, it's hiding it. It's the best gift a middle-aged man since the hat was my point. Because the, oh, the hat covers, the hat up, covers your up your hair loss. I'm just now getting your joke. Well, I know. See, it was sometimes comedy. You know, I'm here. Jay's here. So anyway, so I made the point because nobody likes losing their hair, right? No, I got that. Okay. So, but I didn't know that's what you meant by the hat because I was like, what are you talking about the hat? Yeah. See, other people are laughing. You're like, hmm, I didn't, I didn't see get it. Yeah. I didn't get it. You talked about a vest and a hat. A vest and a hat. I'm out. Other people thought, funny, because I got a little pudgy and I'm losing my hair. So we don't like losing our hair. So we got some friends, our friends at Keeps. They call it Keeps because they want you to keep your hair as long as possible. You know, it falls out over time. Most people say it turns gray or it turns loose, which there's a lot of truth in that. Uh, in my case, I got some turning loose. So these guys have got a way. They got an FDA-approved uh, hair loss product. So so some of this is, is drugs that help you replace hormones that you lose over time. That's what happens. So if you're losing your hair, we don't want you to lose your hair. You want to be like Phil and Jay's, have plenty of hair, although we're all wearing hats. So I guess I use my hat as a hair net, which is, I guess, after reading this is a positive thing. Well, three, I got still got a pretty good little head. You really do. You do. You take one of these pills, Phil, and you're liable to explode again. I would be bushy. (laughs) Bushy. John the but, Baptist was a hairy guy. He was a hairy guy. We've been talking about John, which is yeah. great. Yeah. So he didn't have to worry about keeping his hair. Some of you that are listening to and watching our podcast may have to. So here's what you're going to tell you to do. Uh, we want you to get the new year, the new happy new hair deal that they're offering. Keeps.com slash door. K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. You're going to be able to get your uh, you, you go online and you check it out and they're going to you know connect you and make sure you're doing this thing the right way with a doctor and all that. So you get hair loss treatment for fifty percent off. So because you're a listener to our podcast, you're going to get fifty percent off. It's going to come right to your door. Keeps.com/door. And if you got a hair loss situation, check them out. See if it helps you. Good uh, enough for me. Which is I mean, great. You know, just to be yep. again see that picture. Jesus is the point. I mean, you. A lot of we're we're you know in religion in our in America is so tied to what you do on Sunday morning, which it's really hurt the actual relational concept of the Bible, which is that he's a being. These these are letters about someone. It yep. leads you to someone, and so people have had so many bad religious experiences. A lot of people. I mean, you're you're raised in the church, whatever you're raised in. But at some point, you've got to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John and say, what do I think about Jesus? Yeah. This I mean, is that how, is what we're trying to do. This is how you can recognize the Spirit of God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. It's simple. Yep. John the Apostle wrote that. In First John chapter four, you read that you say, "Whoo! I better get on straight who Jesus is, God in flesh." Right. Don't forget that because you'll lose your soul over that. We talked about last time John the Baptist being a witness to the light, which you know his beginning was unusual, supernatural. Jesus came from a virgin, but John the Baptist came from a barren woman. Yep, and. He had the Holy Spirit from birth, and we were talking about all those, you know, the things that he eventually did, which 
one of the things he did, he was really tough on sin, which cost him his life. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, what I wanted to bring up is, you know, in verse 10 right of John 1, right after it talked about John the Baptist, it says this about Jesus, and this is the reason we're in the book of John and the reason we say you need to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and see who Jesus is for yourself. It says he was in the world, and though the world was made through him, what a statement, the world did not recognize him. Hmm. And even today, people put Jesus in a category, but everybody has an opinion. He's either Lord, which is what we say. He is Lord. That The, the verse, Romans 10, 9, I guess is probably one of the most famous salvation verses that if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you'll be saved. Well, that's why you read Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, because you, you, you form an opinion. You say, do I want him as Lord of my life, or is he an imposter, or was he just some guy that people made stories up about, or is this just all not real? But everybody forms an opinion, because if Jesus is real and he is Lord, well, now we've got two categories. You're well, either in on the benefits or you're out for the consequences the one that made the cosmos you say if you could make a cosmos at a word and you read genesis chapter one on how it got here in the beginning god father son jesus and holy spirit long before he becomes flesh you say well why would he wait that long to become flesh because you can't kill someone who speaks a cosmos into existence. You're not going to be able to kill that ever. <laughs> However, what if he became a human? You could get your hands on him so that you could kill him, not knowing that his death would save the world. Right. Is that a just think about how <clears throat> profound that is, Al. The only way he could die shocks. is become a human. Right. That's Shock. why one of the reasons he became flesh. Okay. Mm. I'm here. I'm the exact representation of my father, and I'm on the earth. Never makes a mistake, and they kill him anyway. And the, his final words was, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. They don't realize well, what's going on here. Right. I, I, you know, They can kill me, but I'm going to show them that I'm, I'm, I have the power to make things from nothing, and raising the dead is a snap with me. Which well, three days later, he stands back up on the earth, and everybody goes, whoa. You know, Doubting Thomas falls down. He said, my Lord and my God, how in the world did you ever pull it? You you just beat death. Yeah. Well. And really, it turned into the biggest. That's the reason we follow Jesus. We read the story it, and say, whoo. It turned into the biggest travesty of justice in the history of mankind. That's it. Because he never did anything wrong. No. Which Which goes to show you people that that are done wrong it's never going to be as bad as what happened here that's right because he didn't do anything wrong he lived 33 years never made a mistake and was the result of capital punishment and in he a asked gruesome the, way. in john 8 it comes up and he asked him a simple question when, when he said if you hold to my teaching then you'll be my really really be my disciples because you'll know the truth the truth sets you free and they said we're not slaves anyone and they had said they believed in him but when he got right down to it, he said, you're trying to kill me. That's right. what you That's what you want to do because you belong to your father. And he was a murderer from the beginning. Yeah. 
He said, can any one of you prove me guilty of sin? Where'd I go wrong? They just stood there looking at him, yeah. wanting to kill him anyway. They couldn't prove him guilty of sin because he had committed no sin. Right. They belonged to the devil. That's why eventually they did slaughter him. Sure. I used to use that that point when I did that prison ministry for two years because they would, some of them would be like, this is an injustice, and they were so bitter. And I was like, wasn't bad as what happened to Jesus. No, what are you talking about? I mean, I didn't do anything. I was like, yeah, but at some point, you did something wrong. I mean, you you wound up here. I mean, Jesus never did anything, and they killed him. It'd be the equivalent of you going to the electric chair and you never made a mistake. Yeah, you know. But they would be so filled with anger, or bitterness, right. or denial, or a lot of times they were just bald faced lying. Yep. You know what I mean? But that I think that's interesting from that perspective. They didn't really have anything to say about that. I was <laughs> like, no matter what the reason this is blocking you from now surrendering to Jesus, he he came back from it pretty good. Yep. So so we talked about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, they're sort of those gospels, they lay out the setting for who John the Baptist was. He's related to Jesus. They're the same age because their mothers were pregnant at the same time. About six months apart. Just a little older. John the Baptist is a little bit older. But but imagine the setting. So he's here. So John the Baptist, at some point, I mean, he was different. He was set aside. We don't know exactly when he started, but he's got some disciples. He's out there preaching, and he's got people following him, and he's and he's doing something that, and we've talked about this before, Dad, that no one has ever done before that in recorded biblical history. He's baptizing people. A baptism, yeah. like you said, of repentance. Of repentance. That's what he yeah. called it. So, when Which you, is, I think I'm glad you brought it up because, when, you know, now if you read Romans 6, because people ask, well, what exactly is baptism? In Romans 6, I like the analogy that Paul writes of you reenacting Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection. Right. Well, Jesus, before he died and was buried and raised, you couldn't reenact his death, burial, and resurrection and then baptism because he, he hadn't died. He had, and so raised. people, when they start getting into discussions about baptism or whether you, how important is it or should you do it, and people, they'll go to like the thief on the cross and they'll be like, well, he wasn't baptized. You know, Jesus knew his heart, and but they're missing a concept there. And Paul explained it in Romans 6 of, of what, how you reenact that. Well, John, here he was before Jesus. He had the same act, which is being, you know, baptism means immersed. Immersing people in water. But then he had a different message saying, you do this in repentance and you believe in the one that's coming. Yep. Which is which? Remember, his purpose was to point to Christ. He says that not, in the and text. they would not receive the Holy Spirit, the ones who were being baptized by John, because as we will get into John seven, whoever believes in me, as the Scripture said, streams of living water will flow from within him. By this he meant the Spirit, and everyone needs to understand this. Whom when the the ones who were baptized by John, by this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Up to that time, the Spirit had not been given, made available for everybody, since Jesus had not yet been glorified. So pre-death, burial, resurrection, ascension by Jesus, the Spirit wasn't given to people who were baptized. 
As soon as Jesus died, was buried and raised from the dead, Peter gets up, the same Peter preaching the same thing, John, except now there's a difference when they say, what do we do? Repent and be baptized, and you'll receive God's spirit. Now he's available from Acts 2 on, the you know, with all the hurricane and the, well, the, the yeah. fire coming off the apostles' head. Big day. Well, then it was poured out. But All right, so one of my favorite products, uh, especially for this table uh, that we've gotten into, is the Duke Cannon Moderate Self-Improvement Box. Yeah, I was kind of offended at first when it arrived. No, I thought, I, but, what are they trying to say? Well, but then once I looked in, I thought, me, me, <laughs> me, me. Oh, this is so awesome. Here's what I love about it. So when when they're describing it, this is so much, especially for you two. It's a one-step program to achieving a slightly better version of yourself. Yeah. See, they're not even promising over the moon. They're just saying if you could just improve a little. You know what's weird is my wife said the same thing. Boom. She's just like, you know what? I'm not asking during duck season for you to turn into Brad Pitt. I just want something. <laughs> just better. She's just better. She wants something a slightly a improved version of Jace. This. That's what she wants. She said this because I had Something a little different than what I now have. Well, I hadn't showered <laughs> in know, a couple these... days. All right, so here, look. Here's what you get in the box, Jace. Because right. people are saying, what do you get? Normally, this box is $84, by the way. Okay. And because you're listening to the Unashamed podcast, you're going to have an opportunity to get it for 50 So you're going to save money right off the bat. Here's mm-hmm. what you get. Right. I love it. Breaks down. Less stink. Me. Always you could helps. use that. Mm-hmm. Better hair. Me. Who knows? Decent hands. Oh, my hands. Look at my hands. They're right awful. Yeah. Those this need is, a lot of work. Dry, They're more like paws than hands. Yeah. <laughs> paws. And look, you said well, you haven't washed your hands. Oh, like I a dog's them. paws. And just, <laughs> just rough and just oh, scratchy. You lay those hands on Missy, and that's what she's saying. I need something she better. She screams. So, cleaner face and proper scent. That's what you're going to get in Me? this box. That's just in a big group, but yeah. that's what you're going to get. So, there, and look, they even have a certificate in there, Dad, for you. If you complete the process, it's a certificate of completion. Well, you need you to can hang, hang that, that on the wall. Yeah, you hang it on the wall. Hang it on Miss K's side of the bed. You know what you could do, Phil? The next time you want to, you know, do what y'all do as married people, <laughs> hand her that certificate. <laughs> yeah, that's I'm, your I'm, lead in. I'm slightly better. Look, it's, Senator- it's almost embarrassing. <laughs> One step program to a moderately better you. Not a big, not a big. That's right, just a little, just a little, slightly bit better. Baby improved. steps. But look, I'm telling you, women, I figured them out. As long as there's any improvement, they'll take it. All right, so we're gonna save you some money. Duke Cannon. That's the guys uh, that do this. It's, and you go to DukeCannon.com. D U K E C A N N O N. DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code Phil because you want a slightly better version of yourself for 15% off your entire order. So that's going to be on top of already saving some money on the box price already. So it's a great deal. Check it out. This year, make a slightly better you. DukeCannon.com, promo code Phil. You know, what may, What makes me think is what if you were in caught in the middle? And, you know, there's one story, and I know you are familiar with it. I just thought I'd bring it up to and and let our well read listeners. that what is it Matthew seventeen no 19? I was going to bring up the Acts nineteen where yeah, they 19. they 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 ran up on some people who were in 
what would you call that space? You you were in limbo. You were in in between John's baptism and Jesus's death, burial, and resurrection. Well, then it happens, but yep. you didn't know that. So you had a couple, uh, Priscilla and Aquila, going around, you know, sharing Jesus. Now we're we fast forwarded now into Acts. Jesus has come yep. out of the grave. The Holy Spirit came down. What you shared, it's now available. Peter unlocked the keys at the gate you know yep. sharing jesus and people responded the spirit can now be received and in acts 18 uh, 24 there was a jew named apollos he came to ephesus and and here's what's interesting it gives five qualities about him he was a learned man mm-hmm. he had a thorough knowledge of the scriptures he had been instructed in the way of the lord and he spoke with great fervor and here's the kicker. And he taught about Jesus accurately. Well, if you just stopped right there, you'd say, this guy's got it. I mean, what else do you need? And then it says, though he only knew the baptism of John. So when he began to speak boldly in the synagogue, Priscilla and Aquila heard him, and they invited to their him to their home and explained to him the way of God more adequately. So evidently they're being nice he, about it. Well, he he's got everything down and this guy's a believer and and I, and I believe he's saved. He just didn't realize that we have something else besides John's baptism when it gets to baptism. So they heard him speak and they said, "Let me explain something to you." Now, it doesn't really say what happened to him, but when it gets to chapter 19, it talks about Apollos was at Corinth where they run up on some more people. Same deal paul took the road through the interior and arrived at ephesus there he found some disciples and asked them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed well they answered no this is kind of a funny answer they said we haven't even heard of a holy spirit (laughs) it's like it's like you walk into a church building and say you know do y'all have the holy spirit of god and they're like we haven't even heard there is a spirit of God. So I'm going to take that as a no. So Paul asked, well, what baptism did you receive? Well, here's the guy we're talking about, because that's the section we're in, the forerunner of Jesus. They said, John's baptism. What do you think? What was John's baptism? It was a baptism. You didn't receive God's spirit. You just said, I'm going to repent, change my life, because God is sending somebody who's going to be the Messiah, yep. which is Jesus Christ. Yep. So John's baptism, they replied. Now, here's what I like. Paul said John's baptism was a baptism of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him. That is in Jesus. On hearing this, they were baptized into the name of the Lord Jesus. And then, you know, his message was confirmed because then he placed his hands on them. And then the Holy Spirit, you know, gave him the ability to do miracles. So my point is, you know, one thing is like when people how i've used that in a practical way y'all may totally disagree with this this is my opinion if somebody ever comes to me and they've been baptized and i'm putting that for those listening in quotation marks and they didn't really understand jesus i'll share jesus again i'll talk about the holy spirit and if they want to be baptized again once again in quotation marks because i'm saying that because in ephesians 4 what is that Four, 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 four. It says there's one baptism. Yep. Well, we seemingly have two here. We had 
John's baptism, which we do have two in this context, but now John the Baptist, he was so long ago, we only have one now. We don't have John's baptism because we have Jesus. We now mm-hmm. understand that why a person, that's why I brought up Romans 6. And I know I've talked a lot and we've kind of rambled. But here, John but, the Baptist's baptism was pre-gospel, yeah, meaning his literal death, right. burial, and resurrection. I, I realize there's 150,000 arguments about <laughs> baptism today. But look, th- you have to do something with this issue because it was an issue that was addressed and John the Baptist, which was God's idea, he said, hey, you go baptize people in repentance, telling them to believe in the one coming. Well, after it was over, the the baptism that Peter introduced in Acts 2 seemed like to be a little, it, it seemed different because he said, you know, they said, what do you we do? You will receive he said, God's repent spirit. repent and be baptized. He had the same repentance, but then he added something when he said, you'll receive forgiveness of sins, just like John and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, so so, we're looking at it from the perspective of people. I mean, what about this baptism? Why was it different? Mm-hmm. How is it different? Here's the interesting thing that the Apostle John does. In John the Baptist's own words, he's going to give you John's perspective about why he was baptizing people, and it was different. Mm-hmm. Look at this. So in John 1, we talked about this last time on the podcast, starting in verse 19, Basically, they're questioning John the Baptist. Who are you? You know, are you Elijah? Are you Jesus? And he's like, no, no, no. Are you the prophet? No, no, no. So then the Pharisees say in verse 24, they question, they say, why do you baptize if you're not Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? In other words, why why are you doing this then? You're just down here dunking people in water. We don't get it. Here's what he says. I baptize with water, but among you stands one you do not know. He is the one who comes after me, the thongs of whose sandals I'm unworthy to untie, or I'm not worthy to untie. So he's telling them something's coming, right? So now look what he says in verse 29. Here's John's perspective on why he was baptizing people. This is pretty, pretty fascinating. A lot of people miss this. The next day, John saw Jesus coming toward them. And remember, they're cousins. They grew up. They knew each other. Obviously, he knows the kind of guy he is. I don't even have time to get into it today. When you go and look at when John baptized Jesus, incredible. Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Just, just think about that statement. Oh. He, his image, you know, if you close your eyes and picture Jesus, a lot of people's mind goes blank. But if you, you saw his image, he saw a Lamb of God, a Lamb being sacrificed for the sins of the world. I think I, I love that. I do too. That I'm going to talk image. a lot about that in my sermon. So anyway, it says, this is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me. He's like, that's the one. Remember the guy I was telling you about all this other? So then look at this verse. Here's the one, 31. I myself did not know him. Now he knew him. They're related. They're kin. He knew him, but he didn't know he was the one. That's correct. Then he says, I didn't know him, but the reason I came baptizing with water was that he might be revealed to Israel. And then he gives his testimony. When he baptized Jesus, is what he's talking about, I saw the Spirit come down from heaven as a dove and remain on him. I would not have known him except that the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain, he will baptize with the Holy Spirit. I've seen, I testify, this is the Son of God. So from John's perspective, 
He was told by God. The reason he was down there baptizing people is because God said, I want you to go down there and baptize people. And I want you to, you know, that's what he told him. And he said, and look, one of them you're going to baptize. Going to be something big. Something big is going to happen. Yep. So when you go back and read the gospel account Mm -hmm. in Matthew, Mark, or Luke, you see that John's reluctant to baptize Jesus. I mean, he knows that he's a really good person. He said, you need to be baptizing me. So, well, of course. I mean, but he still doesn't know he's the Messiah, but That's he knows correct. he's a really good dude. That's correct. And Jesus is like, no, all the passages have to be fulfilled. You're going to baptize me. Jesus knew what was going to happen. To and I think John all righteous. To so I think saying. it was an act of humility. It goes in with Philippians 2. Jesus was humbling himself to the Father's will, which he is the Father, which gets complicated. But he was still surrendering to the overall Godhead thrust of that we're gonna surrender through grace and love sure. for you for your sin and to reveal who he was. And it is interesting that when he was baptized, Jesus by John, when the Spirit came upon him, that uh, that's the same time the Spirit comes on anyone who's right. baptized. Well, you, I've you made that point before. Yeah. You know, the Holy Spirit was hovering over the waters in the beginning of creation. And I've said that before. I think it still hovers over the waters. It was when for the he was identified as the Son of God, and it's when we're identified as a son or right. daughter of God. Well, think about think That's about pretty, 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 pretty. Think about the weight of the moment in human history. As far as I know from what we're reading the Bible, it's the only time in history where we see God the Father, because he speaks, this is my son, whom I am well pleased. Yep. His voice booms out. So, And the son who's there, and the Holy Spirit. It's the only yeah. time we see a physical manifestation of all of God that is in correct. one place. Was that when is that, correct. I think when where the problems come in in the religious world is we a lot of— We shouldn't mess uh, with baptism. No. We should, we should just go the river. Well, well I'm, I'm trying to say, here's where the arguments came in, is you have to make this statement. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that you must acknowledge, like you read earlier, or you are an anti-Jesus, which would be really bad, is what saves us. He is who saves us because of his death on a cross and his resurrection. I brought up the Romans 6 because Paul wrote it up, brought it up, full of the Holy Spirit saying, let me tell you why you shouldn't go out there and just send it up so that that blood will increase. When you find out you're saved by his grace. That's right. When you hear you... that and you acknowledge Jesus, and we read the Romans 10, 9, that you, you're saying Jesus is Lord. Yes, that's who I'm putting myself, you know, my, my trust in, and his salvation comes to me. Yep. Yes, at that acknowledgement. But there's also a surrendering that happens where I think a lot of people in the religious world they were confused thinking that somehow when you say you're baptized that you're doing some kind of work and earning your salvation. And to me, it's just the opposite. It's that same humility that Jesus showed when he was baptized. He certainly didn't have any sin. No, he didn't have any sin at all. But he was a surrendering spirit to the overall mission of saving us. And we're surrendering ourselves to Jesus. And you read that Romans 6, I think it's a beautiful analogy, just that you put your faith and trust in what saves you, which is his death and his burial and his resurrection. You, in essence, go through the same process spiritually. You die, your old self, you're buried, and then all of a sudden, we're back to that Acts 2, Peter, you're 
receiving God's spirit. And, and Without th- God's spirit, you know what you can do? Nothing good. That's why the Apostle Paul identifies that point in time as obeying yeah. the gospel. I'd like to read something that's it's an obscure passage, and I know you all are familiar with it. But in Matthew 21, when Jesus' authority was questioned, he came up with a very unique way to to answer that. But he used John's baptism, which I think is interesting. But Jesus entered the, the courts, and while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. They said, by what authority are you doing these things? You know, Which is eventually what cost Jesus his life, because they're yep. like, you don't have any authority. And Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. He says in verse 25 of chapter 21, John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or from men? And look, I've asked this question to people. And that's a good question today. Yeah. Oh, it is an awesome question. Because that's what we're sitting here discussing. What was the purpose of that? And how does it where did it come in? from? Yeah, where did it come from? They discussed it among themselves and said, well, if we say from heaven, he will ask, well, then why didn't you do it? Why didn't you believe him? (laughs) But if we say from men, we're afraid of the people, for they all think John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we just don't know. (laughs) They're lying. (laughs) I love this. I mean, it's one of my favorite moments. And Jesus said, Okay, well, then neither will I tell you by what authority I'm doing these things. (laughs) By the way, you mentioned that word authority. He said, by the authority, I'm doing these things because you asked me who gave me the authority to do this. So look, if you go all the way to the end of Matthew, the authority issue comes up again because Matthew 28, watch, all authority now he's just been raised from the dead he's standing there talking with them and they're thinking what in the world because they some doubted 28 matthew 28 17 when they saw him they worshiped him but some doubted then jesus came to them and said he goes back to the fig tree remember when i asked him where did water baptism come from and they were like well yeah yeah we don't know He says, well, let me clear it up for you. I'm standing here. I just died, and I'm standing here alive. Therefore, all authority, whether it's within a fig tree or being raised from the dead, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. And the question he asked him, where did water baptism come from? Watch. Verse 19, therefore, since he has all the authority, go and make disciples of all nations. And the very thing they said, they didn't know where it came from. He said, and you baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Well, that's game, set, match there. But I like it how he says you baptize them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, which goes back to when Jesus' baptism of those three things working. You had the Father saying, this is my Son, whom I love, and I'm well pleased. You had Jesus surrendering, which he he became a man. Spirit in the form of a dove. And then you have the Holy Spirit coming. I mean, it's it's an awesome you know, uh, what foundation for what we would get to experience. Yep. That's why I tell people whenever they want to argue about baptism, whatever, I'm like, you fall in love with Jesus and you'll figure it out. But when you do, you won't say, well, I wonder if I ought to do this or 
when you figure it out, oh, you'll run. You'll say, what an opportunity. What By a the way, Jace, a lot of them have asked me, said, is there a difference between a, how come y'all say sometime we'll baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and sometimes you say we'll baptize you in the name of Jesus? I said, either one is fine with me, Al. I, I don't argue the point. Well, can I read a verse about that? Since yeah, you, you can read one. Because Philipp- people say, well, you're wrong baptism because you baptize them in the name of God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I'm like, do what? I had somebody tell me that, too. They said, well, you got to do it in Where are you Jesus going? Uh, Colossians 2, 9. Oh, for in hey. Christ, listen to this. <laughs> for in Christ, Colossians 2, 9, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. Baptize him in so the name of Jesus. That's say, fine with me. Whether you say in the name of Jesus, that includes the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit, because I just read it in Colossians 2, 9. Yep. Or whether you say the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It, you know, our, our problem as humans is we try to get God, how big he is, in our little brain. <laughs> it just don't work. And if it did, then he wouldn't be God. Well, I've got another one for you. If the words you say and speak... <clears throat> over a person or at that moment uh, is doesn't matter hill of beans for anything. That's right. I mean, it's the reason he's standing there is because he's been convicted, yeah, to Jesus. And he's not these, doing a work. He's no. surrendering himself to the good news of Jesus. Which and is you what just ask him the question to confess with his mouth, Jesus is Lord, and he does so. And you say, yeah. okay. Well, the, that's the most important thing that's said in that It's moment. his baptism, not always, your I've wording. always said it's, not, it's never about the baptizer. It's about the baptizee because they're the ones that are submitting themselves to Christ. So oh, it just fries my bacon when religious people get so hung up on the process, they miss the point. So this, we, this person is falling in love with Jesus, and we want to start arguing about the kind of process that's going to happen and when that happens. It's so we, we don't want to fry Jason's bacon, so I guess we better stop. No, uh, but I do like bacon. Yeah, I do too. So, uh, so a lot of questions. Uh, you guys, uh, I've got a lot of questions about baptism uh, from you guys uh, through our – and by the way, we encourage you, send your questions in. Uh, as you can see, most of it works out when we get to the text anyway. So I may not be reading your exact question, but several of you have asked me about that, and today we had a very good discussion. And we're going to uh, need a part three on John the Baptist just because I think – You got another part? I, I, he made profound statements. Okay, look, you could. So make we're a, not done with John the Baptist. Well, I, ha, I didn't even. I want. I had that in my back of my mind. He well, made like five profound statements that are like bumper stickers yeah. for that time. I talked to a lawyer one time, and he said, "Phil," and I was studying with his uh, stepdad or whatever, his dad-in-law, and and he'd gotten out of AA, and then I preached the gospel to him. He said, "Phil, I never even understood that." I said, "Well." And I gave him some baptism text, and we went down there, and I baptized him. Well, the guy who brought me to study with this brought the guy for me to study with. He's a lawyer. And when he, when he, when he saw me baptize him, he said, Phil, my pastor never said anything about baptism. I said, well, I said, you're a lawyer, right? Well-trained lawyer, high-paid lawyer. I said, read all the text about baptism. Just read them. Get back with me. Well, a week later, he comes running up to me. He said, Phil, baptism is mandatory. I said, out of the words of a lawyer. I said, right out of your mouth. I said, well, you're, you're, the, the more you talk, you might ought to follow your 
stepdad. <laughs> but anyway, but I don't know whether he ever did or not, but I just told him, I said, just read the text, man, and get back with me. And he said, I read them. It's mandatory. But still, I always believe if people don't understand, you, I would just you, tell you people, have to understand Jesus first. That's right. Jesus sure. is what saves you. you don't, you're never going to understand baptism if you don't understand Jesus. That's correct. You're going to miss that. And the gospel. Because if you're yeah. just baptizing people without Jesus, well, then they're just getting wet. It's about that. Let's set up a roadblock and just yeah. start dunking Start people. dunking. Yep. That didn't work. That didn't work. All right. So uh, apparently we're going to have a little more on John the Baptist, a little teaser Please. for next time. Jason has some statements we got to talk about. So uh, we'll see you next time on Unashamed. We are so glad you're watching and listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Be sure to like us on Facebook, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. That's going to keep you up to date with all the new episodes, and it's also going to let other people find out about our podcast. So keep spreading the word and watching and listening to Unashamed with Phil Robertson.